0: hi everyone you are now listening to our podcast for a while we are just two filipina 30-somethings now currently based elsewhere in the world trying to find our way and figuring out what that means for us our podcast is where we take a little break to regroup share what we've learned and find new ways to move forward i'm Kirsty, and i'm andrea and if you hear something that resonates we'd love for you to let us know Today, I'm sharing my interview with Denise Eldran, who has many interests relating to holistic wellness. She's a breathwork and meditation practitioner. She owns a vegetarian cafe called Edgy Veggie. She also runs a neurofeedback clinic with her pediatrician father, initially started to help treat children who have been misdiagnosed with ADHD. Most recently, her work as a homeopathic therapist has taken center stage Now that the COVID pandemic has compelled people to take charge of their health, the basic premise of homeopathy is like cures like, and Denise explains more during our chat. I met Denise during a plant medicine retreat, and we caught up more on that, so if you want to hear more about our experiences, leave us a message. We hope you enjoy. Hi, Denise. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Thank you for joining the interview, for being part of the podcast. Well, I just wanted to go back to where we met basically, which was at an ayahuasca yeah, ceremony.
1: Was, how many years ago? Yeah, and
0: it seemed, I think about four, about three or four years ago. Wow. And I feel like you've done that, you've done it so much more now. Yeah, yeah, I also interviewed Ellie and okay, she mentioned that now that you're into homeopathy, you get so much more insight, you know, having partaken in plant medicine, like each time you partake, there are new insights for you regarding that.
1: Yes, a lot of downloads. It's it's easier. It becomes intuitive.
0: How did you get into homeopathy to begin with? Because you've done a lot. You have mind mapping, right? And and you also had a cafe. Edgy veggie Veggie. Mm-hmm. So I got
1: into it because 2014, my mom uh, was diagnosed with hydrocephalus. So she had water on the right side of her brain in the back. That was causing her to be slightly paralytic on the left side. And my dad, being a doctor, mm-hmm. was really worried about having her operated in the spine to drain it, you know, in the the Mm -hmm. base of the skull near the spine. So a friend of mine said, you know, go to this Dr. Pichor, ask him to come over. He's a homeopath and he can probably treat her without surgery. So we called Dr. Mm -hmm. Pichor and he interviewed my mom, gave a few remedies. And then within three days, she was walking now. So I was like, wow, what's this? So curious. And then my dog got vaccinosis. She got vaccine injury. Uh, She got epilepsy and seizures and tremors. And Dr. Pichok, I mean, I would use the word cure because... But instead of really being brain damaged, she was still able to walk. He got her out of a coma. So then I realized how effective this... Natural remedies were, and then I studied under him.
0: Wow! And how long have you been doing that before the pandemic broke out? Since 2015, so five years. Matagal na pala. Yes, I was watching your interview with, I think, Crown. Oh, Crows beer. Crows beer. I'm sorry. Yeah. I was so surprised and amazed to hear that over 30 people have been able to manage having. Coronavirus or having COVID with homeopathy, and you've been able to help them there.
1: oh yeah. Since then, maybe more than a hundred now. It's actually easy to treat with homeopathy.
0: And you mentioned it takes about three to four days before the symptoms subside or before any fever breaks.
1: The fevers usually resolve within twenty-four hours, forty-eight hours max. But all the symptoms mm. takes about five days. But it all depends also on their vitality. Like if they have a lot of complications, and of course it takes longer, but if they're relatively healthy... It's quite fast actually.
0: Yeah. I'm always so surprised because you hear about people who succumb to COVID and they seem perfectly healthy. They have no complications, you know, they exercise regularly, they generally take care of their bodies. And yet, you know, it's just so surprising that they they succumb right away. I'm sure if I interviewed them and got their
1: medical history, mm. I'll find something.
0: Yeah. Could be a vaccine, could be um they're on steroids, mm. Have you had any like challenging cases with in relation to COVID? Uh, Last week I had a senior that was already
1: in the hospital. I don't think he was in ICU yet, but he was already on oxygen. He was already that cytokine storm, cytokine storm. I don't know how to pronounce it. He was already going through that. And then we gave him remedies and maybe it took about seven days to ten days. Actually, mm-hmm. no less. Pangasia. Seven days lang. Less than seven days pa nga eh. After three days, he already turned. He turned for the better. He was no longer in the
0: danger zone. And then he got dis- discharged yesterday. So that's seven days. Do you prescribe the same thing to everyone? Basically the same schedule, or do the doses just vary depending on the person or
1: depends on the symptoms. For coughs, then it's one remedy. If they have the digestive issues, it's another remedy, difficulty breathing. So I play around Mm -hmm. with about eight remedies, Mm -hmm. but it's usually any remedy can even do a little bit of improvement because what it does is it stimulates the vital force, which is really the immune system. So for as long as Mm -hmm. you're stimulating the immune system, their vitality will go up and they normally get better. It's Not a suppression like antibiotics, antivirals, Mm -hmm. like remdesivir and all of this. What it does is it suppresses the immune system. And then Mm -hmm. that's how complications arise.
0: I guess that's where the definition of homeopathy comes in, especially with regard to like treating like. It's really about stimulating the immune system, stimulating Mm -hmm. the parts of the body that needs to be stimulated. Yes, exactly. Is that something that you can share? Like the most common remedies for homeopathy in terms of COVID and especially, of course, the doses will have to vary and they'll have to still consult. Like a person interested would still have to consult you or or someone who's certified. Or is there a certification for this?
1: There's certification, not in the Philippines though. There's in London, there's mm-hmm. in the States. I'm doing mine in the States online, getting certified. Mm-hmm. But there are definitely. I mean, in India, it's a six year course. It's wow. like a doctor of homeopathy. That's where it's the longest and the most serious. In India.
0: Is it related to Ayurveda or is it a branch under Ayurveda?
1: Uh, no, it, it's similar to Ayurveda and traditional Chinese medicine in terms of the principle mm. of vitality, vital force, the type of constitution, you know, whether they're sensitive to heat, cold, damp. But it is different in a sense that homeopathic remedies are energetic, whereas Ayurveda and Chinese remedies are herbal. So big difference.
0: Oh, okay. It's good that you mentioned the vital force because when you were explaining it about essence, vital force, it reminded me of, in yoga, the concept is prana. And I felt like it was similar or if not exactly the same.
1: Yeah, it's that's it. Exactly the same. So the so common remedies you wanted to know, the top remedy I've been using is phosphorus. So that is for cough, any kind of loss of taste and smell, phlegm. But although... I haven't really been seeing phlegmy cases before. Now it seems to be mutating and it's becoming more on the upper respiratory tract. Nose, it's becoming a cold more than a pneumonia or in the lungs. So I use phosphorus for that. It's easier to treat and it's actually, they don't even need homeopathy. Some people that get it just treat it like a common cold. You know, drink Calaman C2s and vitamin C and zinc and... They can recover. So yes, I, I feel that it's it's mutating for the better. I use camphora for difficulty breathing, that in carbo veg, and then belladonna for the fever, china for the di- and ars for the digestive ailments. So those are the basic ones.
0: I did not realize how expansive the list of treatments are. Basically, you can use anything in homeopathy. In the past, you know, my initial limited understanding and i think a lot of people's would be is homeopathy is you know sugar pills mm-hmm. and i'm wondering why it hasn't caught on the way that ayurveda has or tcm has and i'm wondering if you knew something about it or if you had a feeling or an inkling about why it's
1: technically not as old as tcm or ayurveda homeopathy's only mm-hmm. been since the late 1700s early 1800s and then Mm. It was always very controversial because it really goes head to head with the pharmaceutical industry. So it's even yeah. back then, it's always been vilified by um doctors because they feel threatened. Even the pharmacists back then, Samuel Hanneman, the one who discovered or not I wouldn't say discovered, but he built the body of knowledge around homeopathy, was also ostracized, and they even wanted to put him into jail because when he started making his remedies, nobody was going to the pharmacy anymore. Nobody was going to the doctor anymore. So they were threatened. So ever since then... Because it worked. Because it worked, yes. It's been threatened ever since then. In the early 1900s, it was banned in the United States, practically banned. And until now, they're still trying to fight it because a lot of the pharmaceutical medicines have a counterpart in homeopathy. And also, people don't understand the mm-hmm. concept of energy medicine. So it's mumbo-jumbo for them or quack medicine, although there is a science behind it.
0: Could you share that? Because I don't have like a working definition of energy medicine. Like It's so commonly used, but when you think about it, really, what is energy medicine? I can't explain it. Well, in the case of homeopathy, it is
1: remedies or medicines, if you will, that are made out of the vibration of plants, animals, mineral, and chemical compounds. And how they derive the vibration is through a process of dilution and succussion. So they dilute, let's Mm say, um, let's take a poison, belladonna. They make a tincture Mm -hmm. out of it. They dilute belladonna in alcohol to extract the active ingredient. And then from there, they take 1% of that tinctured. 99% 99% water, and then they, what they call succuss, They bang it against a thick book 100 times from a distance of about one meter high. And they do this 600 times. Ta- they dilute it six, six times and bang it 600 times. They can dilute it 30 times and bang it 3,000 times. So the more they dilute and succuss it, it is actually breaking down the electrons of the active ingredient. So it's acting like a CERN, if you've heard of CERN in Switzerland, that mm-hmm. you need all of this energy to break down a hydrogen molecule, molecule into particles. So that process is breaking down the active ingredient into particles. And a particle in quantum physics is essentially a waveform. So energy medicine is in the quantum field. It, it doesn't follow the rules of regular chemistry and physics anymore, but it follows the The rules of quantum physics.
0: Mm. I don't know if that was a clear Clear example. (laughs) I think, yes, I remember you mentioned that before. And I realized, you know, that's similar to, well, to use an example like charging your crystals and flower essences. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't realize that a lot of the things that we practice are actually. Both, I mean, both in the medical field, such as vaccines, can actually be traced back to homeopathy.
1: Yes, actually, flower essences was started by a homeopath, Edward Bach. Mm-hmm. Are you talking about yes. the black flower remedies? So, Edward Bach was yes. a doctor in London, and he got into homeopathy before he made the flower remedies. He actually created a series of bowel no homeopathic remedies made out of the bacteria in the gut. So that's our homeopathic version of probiotics.
0: Probiotics.
1: Because he was wow. he was a bacteriologist in that hospital. And then he left and then he started the backflower remedies after.
0: That's so interesting. I didn't realize that the pioneer, would it be right to say uh, the word pioneer mm-hmm. for homeopathy in the Philippines is actually the doctor that you mentioned, Dr. Dr. Ivan Chicho.
1: Yeah. He passed away though. I haven't last year. Oh, yeah. so even homeopaths don't, don't live forever. Nobody lives
0: forever. Wow. <laughs> I'm not the one expecting to live forever. <laughs>
1: no, but everyone say, "What? It's a homeopath. You died." I'm like, "Well, everyone dies." <laughs> it's
0: old. <laughs> like 80 plus. That's still a long full life. Yeah, he had a very, very long full life. And since you trained under him, how do you feel has homeopathy really grown in the Philippines in particular?
1: Well, now for me, the boom is really COVID. It's like this interest Mm. in alternative, I would say, modalities. Because Mm. people really realize the importance of the immune system. So when COVID happened, I really saw a spike, even in people enrolling in my class and seeking out homeopathy and calling me mm. out of the blue. So what Ivan Picho did was he started the classes uh, probably in 20, maybe he started teaching 2012. And then in the past few mm. years, he was already training other people to teach for him. So I was lucky enough to be one of them. And now that he's passed away, I'm, you know, continuing his legacy of teaching as much people homeopathy more for, because it's, for me, open source medicine. Yeah. You know, it's not something that you need to, and I think this is what's threatening to doctors. You don't have to go to medical school. You don't have to go to pharmacological school. You just get a starter kit and you can already treat people at home and, and successfully for extreme cases like hemorrhaging and poisons and drowning you know seemingly mm-hmm. almost impossible cases are almost miraculously mm-hmm. treated with homeopathy so it's really empowering for people
0: you mentioned people can treat themselves and i was wondering if there's anything in the philippine context like in native plants or herbs that you use in treating others
1: well Native plants and herbs fall under herbology. Mm. It's still different from homeopathy because it doesn't go through the process of dilution and succussion. But you could. In fact, Mm. my homework for my... to graduate is to... what they call potentize is when you convert a tincture, an herbal tincture, into a homeopathic remedy. But there is one Mm. homeopathic remedy called Ignatia Amara that was brought from the Philippines to Europe by the Ignatians, the Athenian priest. And Ah. it became a a tincture first for depression and grief. And then Hahnemann potentized it into a homeopathic remedy. And it's one of the more popular homeopathic remedies nowadays, Ignatia. It's for hysterical grief and chronic, never been well since uh, losing a loved one. Hmm.
0: Wow. Are there cases outside of COVID and outside of your experience with your mom and your your pet that are remarkable to you that have been treated with homeopathy, where you've been able to administer the treatment? A, a
1: lot. I mean, anyone can have the same kind of success. You know, there's uh, kids that have been bitten by stonefish. You know, a stonefish can kill Mm -hmm. you, but, you know, with laquesis, a homeopathic remedy, we were able Mm -hmm. to save her life. There's um, dogs that got seizures from heat stroke that were also saved by homeopathy. So both emergency and then chronic conditions, people with long-term GERD, bowel conditions. So there's many Mm -hmm. successful cases. When it comes to chronic cases, mm-hmm. then it becomes a little bit more involved in treating. That's why I teach now courses all the way up to advanced so that my students know how to tackle chronic cases. Because with chronic cases, there's so much going on. You, It's not like what we call allopathic medicine or modern medicine. It's suppressive. When you're in maintenance meds, yeah. you're in maintenance meds for life. But in homeopathy, you have to begin to unravel the complications in the vital force, layer by layer. Mm. So it takes years to treat, but you can actually reverse chronic conditions with homeopathy that you can't reverse with allopathic medicine.
0: When you say treating chronic cases, is the healing crisis also something that crops up where it gets worse before it gets better?
1: Oh, definitely, in homeopathy. Mm. It's all about suppression. So like Chinese medicine... Homeopathy really believes that one of the main causes of illness is suppression, whether it's suppressing emotions or suppressing symptoms and disease with uh, antibiotics and antivirals. So every time you take that, the disease is going deeper into the body. It's not being released because it's just camouflaging, it's not making your immune system do the work because it's doing the work for you. You know, it's chemically mimicking what the immune system is supposed to do. So Mm -hmm. it goes into the body and it becomes suppressed. So in homeopathy, when you release the layers, if you're not very skillful, a homeopath, you can really cause old conditions to come up, everything that's been suppressed. So sometimes Mm -hmm. old asthma will come up, old eczema, anything that's been suppressed with steroids, antibiotics, and so on. Even uh, antiperspirants.
0: Wow. I'm wondering also because you mentioned that there's the Ignatia treatment for hysterical grief. What would you say are the limits of homeopathy? Like what can it do and what can it not do? It's not just about physical ailments, but also um more in dealing with strong emotions such as grief or rage. Yes,
1: even
0: schizophrenia.
1: See, with homeopathy, there's many remedies for many conditions, including Mm -hmm. schizophrenia, bipolar. But these cases become very complicated because of the medication. So with homeopathy, it's vibration that looks for a similar vibration in your body. Mm. But once you start putting artificial substances in your body, it no longer recognizes the neurotransmitters, It no longer recognizes the hormones. So a lot of times the detoxification is longer and more difficult before you can actually get the remedies to really do the work. So the best thing to do is to treat these people even before they've suppressed it with anything. So that's one of the limitations. Mm. Another limitation is it's not a one-stop shop. It's also diet is very important, frame of mind, exercise. So it's really part of a whole holistic approach because you can't really treat diabetes unless the person
0: stops binging on sugar.
1: Yeah. So it's part of a big holistic plan for better health.
0: Yeah. Speaking of treating something before you start suppressing it, you mentioned kits for people. Is that like a first aid kit, like basic Things that people can turn to for any small thing like cuts or anything like that. Is there something that you recommend, like a kit that people can start out with to have at home and to start using homeopathy for like small things, mm-hmm. you know, just see how it works? When something happens, like you want to use every possible solution, yes, right, to treat something.
1: Yeah, I have an emergency kit, it's 15 remedies, and it, what's nice about treating emergencies with homeopathy is that a lot of times it won't build what we call a a layer of suppression mm-hmm. so if you're improving their vitality already at an early on the early onset it won't progress anymore into something serious right so i have a first aid mm-hmm. kit with 15 remedies for everything for bumps, bruises burns urticaria bites tetanus dengue it's all there in that 15 wow. kit. Then I have a, COVID, a kit that's just mm. for COVID, although I'm finding now that COVID is changing, so they don't need the eight remedies anymore. A lot of times you can just get mm. away with three or four remedies na lang because it's changing. Wow. And then I have the kits for the courses. So those are for the more serious students that want to treat acute conditions like diarrhea and respiratory conditions and dysmenorrhea things like that, musculoskeletal Mm. conditions.
0: Mm. It's interesting when you mentioned energy medicine, something I also remember about it, and you also mentioned suppression, right? Mm -hmm. For example, when you spend all your energy suppressing something, you don't have energy. You lose that vitality to become creative or productive with your life. I'm curious for myself, Mm -hmm. is there something that I can do, for example, to help? The way plant medicine would, right, it helps purge your system emotionally as well. Is there something that's within homeopathy that I can use to, for example, start just unraveling all those layers and start uncovering all of those things that you've suppressed? This can be dangerous, I suppose, because it can be too much too soon.
1: I think it all depends on what you're trying to treat. With homeopathy, you really need symptoms to work with. Mm-hmm. You can't really give remedies to people with no symptoms it's going to cause what we call a proving or you're going to take on the symptoms of the remedy that you're taking because you don't need it, which is not dangerous in itself. Like For example, belladonna is used to treat high fever with seizures. If mm-hmm. I was well and I didn't need belladonna, if I took belladonna long enough without needing it, I would exhibit high fever and possibly seizures but not it's just an energy event it's not actually uh, it's hard to explain treating anything it's not anything that's going to be serious in your physiology because the minute you stop it disappears
0: Mm. oh i see that makes sense so
1: we only use it to treat people who are have symptoms if people are well and they just want to maintain a good level of health then we use cell salts and the back remedies but cell salts are mineral substances that our body needs on a cellular level to function and there's 12 of them
0: yeah i think i saw that in healthy options that was what i remember yes biochemical salts. cell salts yes exactly the yeah nice one i think in other places they sell you know the seawater with all of those minerals and then you just chug it Oh really? You I haven't seen those. Just take like a shot every day. Really? I'll send it to you like they're they call it isotonic or hypotonic water and you can just confirm if that is within the realm of homeopathy. But it's cool because they come in little glass vials that you break open and then you oh, you drink I haven't seen it like those. a shot. Yeah, interesting. I'll send sa- I'll send you the link. Cool. Like for me I don't <laughs> Because what's what's my thing? Like right now, it's like sciatica, and I've tried acupuncture and it hasn't really worked. Is there a remedy for that? There's many remedies for sciatica, so you have to
1: match it to the symptoms. So if you were to treat sciatica, it would be if it's the right side, left side, if it's sharp shooting pain. Mm. You know, there's so many different kinds of sciatica. It's not like you're just going to take a lyrica or something that will just suppress all kinds of pain this one is you Mm -hmm. really have it's like yours like so you have to find the exact remedy with the same symptoms as your sciatica
0: and then it's kind of going to cause that pain or it's more of they just cancel each other out. they cancel each other out if you pick the right remedy it cancels
1: each other out because it's it's electromagnetism it's the law of polarity so that's why you match the vibration one is Mm-hmm. See, I, I guess positive. The other one is negative. When they find each other, they cancel each other out.
0: How can you tell if it's if it's working or if it's proving? Well, you have to know your remedy, so it's really knowing your
1: materia medica, and then you have to know mm-hmm. the symptoms of the ailments. Like for example, if it's asthma, and the asthma is getting worse, so you it could be a an aggravation or a healing crisis, which means the asthma that's suppressed by. The steroids and the puffs and whatever they were taking is coming out. Approving would be you were giving the wrong asthma remedy, and totally different symptoms would arise that catch that up. remedy, not
0: the one. That, mm. I mean, that's different from what you should have given. It's so interesting, and you hold classes like every week already, right? Or every day, I think, for... Now it's been every week because I'm trying to finish
1: two cycles before December. Mm. Two cycles of classes. Mm. So I'm finishing the first cycle and then starting November, I'm starting the second cycle of course one to course four plus case taking and cell salts. So that's six courses mm. in about two two months, two and a half months. And then I take a break wow. for two months.
0: That's like, how many people have you... And so you've treated like hundred over 100 people. How many people have been taking your classes so far? Wow. Since I started, I've been teaching since 2016.
1: Yeah, a couple of hundred also. Definitely more than... Maybe about 300.
0: Oh, nga, Like 2015 ka
1: start Yes, when we met each and... other, I was, I was practicing it already. Although I wasn't so active because... I was busy with my mind mapping. Yeah, I started at clinic and then I had the, the cafe. And then when I got into mm. it again was my last AYA retreat last year. You know, AYA really spoke to me and said, you better get back into it because you're going to need it. I and mean, I didn't really know that this pandemic was coming.
0: Wow! It was just
1: so strong, like get back into it. It was just really calling me. So then I got oh. back into it, and then here we are.
0: <laughs> yes, when the the pandemic started out, that's when I saw more you more uh, talk about homeopathy more. Mm-hmm. It's so remarkable to hear how many people have recovered because of homeopathy, and that it was spearheaded or pioneered by a doctor here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it was actually a doctor that recommended homeopathy for your mom, and that you know it even works on animals. It's so interesting to realize the scope and potential of homeopathy. And it's just another tool that people can use Mm. to treat themselves, as you mentioned, to really take their power back in terms of their health. Yes, exactly. Instead of
1: seeking outside, you know, it's almost like the hospital and the doctors have become this temple where you need a high priest to treat you. And that's not what Hippocrates was teaching at all, the father of medicine. He... Mm-hmm. Wanted people to eat well, sleep well, take long walks, keep a peaceful mind. That's how he envisioned mm-hmm. people to stay healthy. Not spending billions of dollars on, on pharmaceutical things made out of petrochemicals. You know, we have veered mm-hmm. so far from, from the source in terms of health.
0: And I think there's also a fine line between, really it's all about Taking your power back, being responsible for yourself, not just mm-hmm. signing everything and you know, not asking any questions and not doing your own research. So yeah, I agree. And my experience is like when I'm running or when I'm paranoid about like I might be coming down on something and then I Google it. And then when I talk to a doctor and I'm like, Oh, but I researched this, you know, is it could be could it be this? And then they get annoyed. Yeah, Doctor Google. Like I'm an expert. <laughs> I know that's true, but it's nice to know that there's another. There's another I think avenue. people should be
1: able to Google and discuss with their doctors.
0: Honestly, I don't
1: believe in that. Listen to me and not Doctor Google. I mean, you have to. That's true. Do your own research as well, so you're not blindly following.
0: That's true. That's true.
1: Now that and hypochondria is different. <laughs>
0: Well, i have to check if I if I'm a hypochondriac. I think I'm easily spooked by whatever random acre pin I have. Oh, okay. Thank you so much for listening
1: to this episode of For a While. Catch you in the next one. Bye.